welcome to Grit and Grace Leadership Talks with me, Kate Taylor. I'm excited because I have my very first special guest on this series, who is someone that has been um, an amazing support to me in business over the last five years, uh, Ray Maria. She's actually my business coach, as well as someone that has become a good friend of mine and a cheerleader in my business along with many other women like me. So she is a business coach for many years now. She crews for Tony Robbins when he's in town as one of his team leaders. And she also ha is a lawyer by trade. So she has such a different edge to her coaching um, to what I've had with lots of other people. And so I really wanted to bring her on as someone that I believe has grit and grace in her um, leadership and business and how she how she just does life. She's so amazing. So I wanted to bring her on board and introduce you to Ray Maria. Hello. Hi, Ray. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. What, a, what an intro. Goodness. Yes. Well, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I know. I mean, before we even say anything else, I want to congratulate you on your 10 years in business, right? So a lot of grit and grace on your end too um, that's true <laughs> you know all about it. For half that time half of those 10 years and I'm very proud to say that it's been the better half <laughs> yes you came and helped me at very few times in my life and business and yeah I'm just so grateful for the support that I got um in those dark valleys and then how I've been able to come out and top it with your support so thank you you're and amazing. I'm so grateful for you in my life. And so I really wanted to share you, I guess, with everyone who follows me online and social media and in my groups. Um, and I wanted them, obviously, to just get to know you a little bit, understand a bit about your background, what you do and your business. And, um, you know, just share some of your insights as a leadership coach that I think could help um, the audience that are watching. Um, so just. To start off with, I wanted to ask you to tell me about how do you set up your day for success? What do you yeah. do? To what rituals do you have? What, you know, different habits do you do? Things like that to help you set up your day so you're in a good mindset. Yeah, that's a really great question. And, you know, I feel like there are so many articles at this point about morning rituals and, and how to have the best morning and what time to get up. And so it's yes. it's like so I want to start with like an insider tip, right, that you yes. may not have come across in the articles that you've read so far or the videos that you've seen, which is to actually get started in bed. So what I mean by that is even before I'm awake you know, yeah. in terms of like what I'm grateful for, I think about that while I'm still in bed. Um, I think about, hey, what went really well yesterday? Um, what are some of the things that I really want to experience and achieve and get done today? So even before I'm out of the bed, I'm, I'm thinking and I'm getting myself in that mindset of gratitude, of reflection, yeah. And just sort of connecting with myself even before I'm up. So that's been something that's really helpful, which is like instead of like waiting to get up and sort of doing everything perfectly, like to actually get your mind um, just connected with, with what, you, what you're experiencing before you even start your day. Because uh, I think a lot of the times people may feel the sense of pressure, like I've got to get up, then I've got to write in my journal, that I've got to do this, then I've got to do that, right? Like, oh, crap, now I missed my gratitude. I didn't get into doing this and I didn't, I didn't write my list down. And so 
but what's really yeah. important is the discipline and that dialogue that you have with yourself and you can get that started. Um, and so even and if- How long do you spend on that? Would you spend in the morning doing that when you first wake up? I would say less than five minutes because, you know, okay. your thoughts can be really quick, actually. You can yes. actually say, oh my gosh, what are three things that went really well yesterday? Oh my God, had it had an incredible conversation with a client. Oh yeah, that, that was a great moment with uh, my partner. Or that was, you know, like you can, you can sort of start to get in that uh, space and it doesn't actually take a lot of time, right? For you to be like, oh yeah, yesterday was, yesterday was, yeah, this is good. Okay. What do I want to do today? What do I want to feel like? So that it, it actually takes very little time, but um, you're thinking and you're feeling some of the things that are going to set you up for a really, really like aligned day forward. I found that that's something that's really That's useful. awesome. I love that. Yeah. And also some days need different things than others. Um, so even in bed, right, like prioritize, like this is the most important thing today. This is I what I really want to create today. So that, you know, you're like, even before you've left the bed, like you're just connected. You know what's happened. Yeah. You know what you want to feel today, and you know what today is going to look like. Yeah, I love that. And then, do you find? Um, do you do any exercise in the mornings? Do you get straight up and read something? What do you tend to do as your morning ritual? Yeah. So, as cliche as it sounds, like making your bed is really important. <laughs> like, yeah, you've got to do that. And while I do it, I sometimes will have reading in the back, so either an audio book or something. What okay. a lot of the leaders talk about is using your net time well, right? While you're doing yes. one thing, um, trying and uh, just using that time yes. to also feel you and do something else. Of course, yes. that doesn't always work. Some days I feel like listening to great music and that also yes. is really important to get yourself yes. in a certain space. So whenever you're sort of doing these sort of um, menial tasks, if you will, to still fill it with something that gives you joy and, yeah. and it's a good use of your time. That's really important. I'm a big yoga girl. Um, I, I've been doing yoga for a long time since I was like in my teens. Um, oh, wow. again, it's nothing fancy. You can do yoga like in your bedroom. Um, okay. it's obviously wonderful. Like if you have a proper okay. ritual, but yeah. I hope this is kind of telling, telling you or communicating, like what's important is that you connect with yourself and use that time well, yeah. rather than to do it perfectly. That's true. Just do something every day for yourself to connect with yourself and use your time. I've been finding um, getting up really early this last few weeks, um, the start of the day to exercise. I've been trialing that as yeah. a new thing. And it's actually been such a nice way to start the day. It's hard getting up when the alarm goes off. But once I get up and go, um, if I've been doing a walk, I actually put on a podcast and listen to something. And then I'm taking notes as I'm learning in, in my phone. And then afterwards I have a, a post to share with everyone on my social media around what I've learned that day. And yeah. so I find that gives me accountability. It helps me like really listen and not get distracted with other thoughts. Um, yeah. Like you said, using that time well, so you can kind of challenge your thinking or um, teach yeah. yourself something new um, or yeah. have a different perspective on something. I find it's a good way to start. Yeah. So just what it's, it can be three to five things that you do every day. It's not the same for everybody, but whoever's listening, I urge you to find out the five things that sort of get you in the best space and makes you feel the most connected. Um, yeah. Like, you know, for some people, I know like they love cold showers and that sort of really jumpstarts their yes. thinking. Um, you know, <laughs> like, that is not me. 
that is not me, you know, <laughs> but, but there are people who, who really enjoy that. And so whatever it is, three to five things, you know, yeah. that, that make you feel really good. Um, I love that. Yeah. And can you tell us about your career path? Because you've had a bit of a different path to get to where you are and what you're doing now. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your career journey and, yeah. and how you got into Absolutely. what you're doing now? Yeah, I well, as as you um, mentioned in the intro, like I'm a lawyer, and my background, my other major, I did an arts law degree, and my arts major is English and communications, right? So I was always drawn to professional environments where I wasn't just doing the legal work, but yeah. I was shaping and advising on how an organization speaks, how the people speak, what they believe in, what the values are. So even very early on, when I um, started my first sort of grad role at the Attorney General's Department, I was still working on how the agency looks at resolving disputes, you know, like how people were going to talk to each other while okay. they were resolving disputes. So even like when I then went over to legal aid, um, I was still looking at how the organization was going to um like what the values were going to be was going through a huge change and shakeup at the time. So I often put myself in positions where an organization is going through a big change or people are going through big change. And yeah. so as well as doing the legal stuff, you know, there's a lot of change management and crisis management and people wow. management. And that sort of brings um, just the excitement, right? Of, and, and it makes the process really dynamic. So you're not yeah. just putting out fires, you're actually, you know, there oh, with yeah. them. Right. Yeah. Yes. They're building something, whether it's rebuilding something new or whether they are, you know, just starting something over. So uh, I, so I did that. And, and then, of course, I was in-house counsel at like ANU for a long time. And even back then, the university was going through a huge time of change. So I was very privileged, like, you know, just to work with a lot of tiered clients. So not just students, but you know, yeah. committees and just the larger parts of the university and then other like external stakeholders. So that's been a part of my work since I started yeah. this, you know, over 10 years ago. And um, and what I, I really wanted to do was just sort of take some of the, those skills and then venture out, right, into other organisations and uh, other leaders and, and look at other contexts where I could offer that and, and also connect with people creating really amazing things like you <laughs> yeah oh wow isn't that funny how when we look back at our careers we can see like little little things or skills we developed in certain jobs or roles we did that you thought oh why am I doing this like what am I here for and then like now when you look back you're like oh I needed that job to teach me those skills to realize that I enjoyed that communication and problem solving and I enjoyed collaborating with other other people and not just um, doing their legal work, you know, like actually it gave you the, that ability to see that you enjoy it, like, uh, you know, being part of the whole journey with someone rather than just, um, you know, in that crisis point. So where they need a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it's so, so interesting you say that because, you know how sometimes like saying the personal growth space now, there's a lot of focus on finding your passion or finding the thing that you're good at. Yes. Um, but what you said is so correct, which is you've already left pebbles in your past about the things that you are passionate about and the things that bring you joy that other people get value from. So it's like, if you also connect with that, your past can also tell you a lot about what yeah. you love. 
Yeah, exactly. Now, I, I often say to candidates, look, not every job is going to be your dream job. Sometimes it's a stepping stone to get you to your dream job. Absolutely. And so, you know, like, um, you know, some things are for a season. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and actually being, um, you know, being your best self in that season. So, like, not seeing it as, oh, I'm just here for a stopgap, but actually go, what is it that I'm, what's my purpose here? What, what can I learn? Where can I grow? Where can I help people in that role um, so that I can, you know, get everything out of that opportunity to help me get to that dream that I'm trying to aim for? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's so important as well, you know, and just like how would you sort of look at life differently if, for example, you didn't see as every stepping stone as a no or a distraction? It, yeah. It's almost like if you spell the word like yes, it's like this job is the Y, that's the E and that's the S, right? So you're just going from one to the next rather than thinking, oh, my God, this is this is not where I'm meant to be. This is not where I'm meant to be. Like just to have a different perspective of, of what each step is leading you to can make so much difference. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah. you kind of and don't get resentful or like, you know, um, negative about your situation you can kind of see it for what it is for the time that you're there yeah um, and that yeah. outlook can make a big difference such a huge difference yeah. yeah and how long have you um run your coaching business for now Wow. Uh, so so for a while it's been almost um just over five years now wow. um yeah so a lot of growth even in that space and it's been so, so exciting just to work with people from different industries and, and just, yeah, connect with leaders from a whole host of spaces. Yeah, so tell me what, um, you, what have you found you kind of specialising with coaching and leadership so people, yeah. if they're interested, they may want to connect with you. Yeah, and this is a, a great question, right, because um, not everyone needs uh, what you have or wants what you have. And, the, and, and again, it's like the same goes for your like recruitment or uh, and, and, and like any kind of industry that you're in. Your values um, is a great filter for the types of people who are going to be working with you and connecting with you. Yeah. So like this also took me a while to find out. But one of the reasons I started and I would say that this is become the specialty because this is where I go with my clients is that we don't do a lot of surface work and strategy just by itself. Um, I, I tend to go deep uh, with my clients because it's very important to me that we get to the root of what is actually causing the problem. A lot yeah. of the times coaches will headlong just start giving advice without actually knowing what is creating the problem, right? Yeah. Um, and it's really easy to, to spout a list of 10 to-dos, but if you actually don't identify the problem, it's not a copy-paste um, mechanism, right? That's so that's a great part of advisory and it's an important part of like being a consultant as well, right? Which is actually getting to know the client deeply enough that you can pinpoint um, what is causing that challenge and what is the actual pain point, right? And sometimes yeah. they don't know either. They may think it's an issue, but then when you go deeper, you realize the issue is actually somewhere else. Yes. So, that's that's one aspect that I, I really enjoy uh, uh, working with people on. The second thing I would say is that my work is quite integrated. You know, it's not just, say, um, you know, very intellectual. It's also emotional. It's not just like very um, uh, masculine. It's also feminine. 
yeah. in, in that the strategy is also balanced and integrated with the support and a lot of connection with the client. Um, yeah. We also don't go on the other end where we just talk about our feelings. It's like, no, we want to, <laughs> we, we actually do want to focus on the dreams. And it's like, well, what is the boundary that we need? What is the standard that we need? You know, what needs to go? What needs to stay? So we're still very driven by that. Yeah. Um, we do, do it in a way that's very loving and, and integrated so that uh, people can feel good about the choices that they're making rather than feeling like they're forcing themselves, right, to, to do stuff. Well, yeah, I think um, it's like the more, and it's sometimes we just need someone that's got our back. I know with you when we first started working together, you taught me all around like just basic stuff like boundaries and like yes, how yes. I didn't have boundaries where I would like let people treat me in a certain way and I didn't realise that I needed to have more clearer boundaries with people and like, you know, yeah, um, yeah. I remember you described it like, you know, you, if you go around a roundabout in your car, you like, you know, you can't just do what you want, but you have to <laughs> wait to people and you, you know what I mean? Like it has to be done in a certain way so that no one has an accident. And yeah. um, often if we do not set those boundaries, we are allowing those collisions to happen in our lives. And we wonder why we're unbalanced or things are not working well. Yeah. Um, like limiting yeah. beliefs, mindset, like manifestation, law of attraction, all that stuff. Like I had no real understanding of um and so yeah it was really powerful when I started to learn all this stuff um I found a journal the other day from when we first started working together and I had all these notes from like when we would when you taught me different things you know like boundaries yeah. or whatever and then I'm like oh yeah yeah <laughs> remember boundaries yeah <laughs> oh gosh and sort of years into it you kind of take it for granted because it becomes second skin right like of course yeah, like boundaries and standards but you'd be surprised like even like high performers uh sometimes like some some of the language they have around boundaries and the reasons they have that it's it's really useful right to to um look at just what's going on behind the scenes, right? Yes. And, and that sort of brings me to my third thing. So apart from like going deep and having an integrated approach, I focus a lot on authenticity because yeah. it's like, like you, are, you are best when you are you, right? But it's precisely yeah, that. that easy and that difficult to be yourself, <laughs> right? So that's a, that's a whole other work. It's a whole process. Yes. But I feel like um, leadership is such a great invitation for self-discovery in all these different pillars of your life, True. right? Because all of a sudden, if you're running a business, if, if you're impacting people, you've got to look at the health pillar, the friend pillar, the staff yes. pillar, the family pillar. It's such an invitation to know yourself and to be yourself in, in many, many different ways. And that's really exciting for me. Yeah, that's amazing. And um and you work with people also like small business owners right through to like executives, you know, in in corporates and things like that, don't you? Yes, I do. I'm so lucky to work with people at different industries at this point. It's like, again, from our all stars in recruitment, like uh, say like senior managers in some of the big four firms. Um, to educators and people working in construction and uh, also like some people across Europe. And I'm really privileged now to work with people internationally. So oh, wow. in the startup space and people who are doing really exciting things, either in Silicon Valley or, or across Europe, you know. So it's like you have leaders at, at sort of many, many different spaces in, in the community and um, it's it's really great, right, to, to to be in different spaces and see what that particular team or organization needs. 
Yeah, wow. Must give you lots of different insight into so many different businesses and leaders. Yeah. And so many types of cultures as well, right? Like, um, yeah. yeah, like how a startup works or how a recruitment agency works or how the big four work and sort of what are the dynamics, what are the sort of variables that affect how people are changing and growing in each of those spaces. So, yeah, yeah I find that really interesting. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, what advice would you give um, to anyone that's wanting to get into coaching like, like you're doing, leadership coaching? Is there What advice would you give? I would really find out, um, I know people say this, you know, Simon Sinek, one of the uh, wonderful person in the space, a great writer and speaker, he says, start with why. But start with like three whys, as in why do you want to do this? Yeah. Why does the industry need or like, why do you want to do this better, differently? Yes. Uh, like get, get a real clear understanding of what it is that you offer and be very passionate about it. Yeah. Because if you want to sound like, because, you know, there's a lot of sameness in this industry. A lot of people who sound kind of similar yes. because they're using the same kind of thinking or they're using the same kind of language. Again, absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I feel like your clients receive a lot more when you you can really identify what it is that you do for them that is different, right, to, to what others can offer. In the Clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing is you can only take people um, as a deep or as far as you've gone. It doesn't need to be the same life situation. Yeah. But you also need to do your own work, right? So that if someone is struggling, if someone is going through a hard time, you can actually be very present because you've been present with yourself when you've gone through a hard time, right? Wow. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be the same life scenario. I'm not saying you need to go through the same no. loss. But you, as a, as a coach, you have to invest and you have to do your own inner work so that you really can be with someone without, yeah, without judgment. And you can support someone when they're going through a difficult time. Well, yeah, like I know um, over the last few years, we've both gone through grief and loss at the same time with different losses and how we, like, even in the midst of it all, you were still able to kind of still show up and help those around you because you've done all this work on yourself and you've done that, you know, you gave yourself time to obviously grieve, but also to show up and and um, support your clients too, which I found so admirable. <laughs> oh, it's always, yeah. it's always and yeah. right back at you. I mean, I was floored. Uh, I know you've been very public and vocal about this, but again, you know, these moments kind of reveal, right, who we are. And sometimes we shock ourselves. It's like, oh, wow, I'm still here. I still want to show up for people I didn't know that about myself I thought maybe I'd stay home today you know like or I didn't I didn't think that I would have energy to talk to anyone today but but I do right like and 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 you've you've been incredible like I've been floored by just how much love you have to give and how much you love what you do because again amidst um that those moments of of pain and sort of coming to the grace of those moments you know, true to the name of this uh, leadership talk series, you 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 showed a, an immense amount of grit, Kate. And and again, yeah. you weren't forcing it, but like how wonderful that you kind of knew that that's who you were, and and you showed up that way. 
when you were going through that that painful time yeah definitely and I think that's been really interesting because um you know we all have a choice in the midst of the trial like how we show up and that um you know it's hard to it's a it'd be easy just to stay in bed, like you said, and not, you know, and just not face the world. But actually I found um, work as a good outlet to give me purpose and focus and um, just give me something to do outside of my grief so I could, like, just pick myself up and do something I know I'm good at and I could just go in there and just – and it was a good distraction in some ways, but I always made sure that at night time, once my daughter was in bed, that I made time to process and to have self-care and to – you know, sit in the bath and, you know, do whatever I need to just to, just to look after me and give myself time to cry if I needed to, et cetera. Because I, I learned um, actually from a good psychologist, They my psychologist explained like um, putting things in a, like every, every, how he does his job to keep going, he said, was he, every time he sees a client, he put, he imagines their cases, like what they've told him is put into a shoebox. And then he stacks it up on the shelf. He visualized him putting it on the shelf. So that at the end of each day, he doesn't, go home worrying about all the people he's heard about that day but he's gone I've done what I can for this person I've helped them I've given them the time and space that they needed and then I can now go on to the next person and then he can look after himself you know and and so I think I imagine as a coach you'd have to do the same to try and compartmentalize a little bit so that you can um, still look after you too yeah and and look like I'll be the first one to admit that it's really hard um at first right because again what's interesting is the part of us that's emotional and the part of us that's rational don't always move at the same speed yeah so you might rationally know hey it's time to I can I can schedule this and I can I my time for feeling sad is over today like you know (laughs) and it's time to move on to the next thing but it takes a while right for the part of you that's feeling all those emotions to also get on board and that's yeah. also a process. Um, uh, but what you've said is like you loving what you do helps. You finding solace in the work yes. that you do. It is such a gift, right, to be able to, to find that in your work. I really think that's a that's a blessing. I, I have that. I find a lot of solace in my work when I'm going through hard times. Um, and it's also a good reminder, right, for, for, for people to – um, create that, find that, look for it in, in, in yes. the way that they're making that impact in in their work too. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's um, also being um, that grace of giving yourself grace and like, you know, as leaders we're trained to have grit, like we're kind of built for it, you know, that resilience, that courage, that bravery, but actually um, trying to combine the grace aspect too, I think having that vulnerability, um, you know, you um, – helped me like I was trying to put on a brave front to my team and I didn't want them to know what was going on and actually you were like what what are you worried about them knowing the truth like why do you why are you so worried about them knowing that you're actually human and you have emotions and you actually are going through a hard time and it's actually okay to um to be vulnerable and share that um and still be the courageous leader that they look up to and I and I that took a lot because I was so like trying to be brave and hold it together Um, But actually in that moment, what I needed was to have that grace for myself and that kindness to say, actually, this was hard right now. And guys, I'm doing my best, but I need you to understand what what I'm dealing with. And and actually my team got around me and were very supportive. And 
and very kind to me. And I, I think that helped us grow together as a team as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've said that so beautifully. I just, again, want to feed back to you. You're amazing. Um, <laughs> it takes a lot of, yeah, just to, even like just a spiritual perspective, right, to, to do that. It's not always like, you know, when we talk about grace, I know it's, it's used in different terms, but uh, we sort of come full circle that vulnerability is strong, right? Yeah. It takes strength to to let yourself be seen in that way because especially it's like if you are a leader you're quite proud right of of having that front and that face where you're the giver and the helper and you don't need as much as you give no that's true and I think you kind of wear that as a badge of honor it's like hey I'm the giver I'm the caretaker I look after people I don't actually need that much from others yeah yeah that's true Yeah, um, and we come full circle to that. It actually takes strength, right? Because then you're also overcoming a barrier, which is, yeah, I, I, I love seeing people when they're vulnerable and I'm going to allow myself that gift as well so that we have a stronger bond and the team and I have a deeper connection as we build this and do this together. Exactly. Yeah, that, um, yeah, that strength in vulnerability, um, strength in courage, showing up when you don't feel like it, strength in, yeah, ju- I just think there's, I learned a whole new level of what strength really means through going through those trials. And I think, um, yeah, that was something we worked through because I thought what I had this image of what strong had to be. Um, and actually it didn't include the vulnerability. It didn't include, it felt like I had to put on this, this almost a mask that I was okay. And actually because that's the way I've been raised um you know um, my dad was a minister so we always had to show up to church and be our best behavior and you know always put on that front no matter what was going down in our world we had to put on a front and show up and and it's given me a lot of good grit in terms of um you know life lessons and times in life where I haven't wanted to show up I've had to pull that together and and use that but the downside is, is that we weren't ever taught to be vulnerable in the power of that and and that that is a strength as well. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you've said that so well. And I feel like how you phrased it is something I want to just mirror. It's like, see how a lot of the time, sometimes we can feel a bit resentful, right? It's like, oh, man, I grew up like this. And, and you know, this was like a now kind of wear a mask every now and then. But part of the work is to also see the gifts in that, which is, yeah, that's what brought the grit. And, and that's what actually taught you, right, to yeah. have a level of resilience and strength that is valuable. And I think yes. it gives people a lot of peace, right, to, to look at some of the things that you might think are problematic or even like growth areas um, and, and come to terms with the ways that they gave you strength and then the ways that they led you to serve people better, meet other people's needs. Like they may be some of the greatest things on your resume. I don't know. Like it, it might actually be like, and, and to, to be grateful for that is, is really yeah. important. Um, you know, like on my end, say in the legal profession, like you, like there are not only like very, very hot, like hard deadlines, but there's actually no room for emotion. It's like, good luck, like trying to convince a judge, right? That 
about your feelings, about what you're good. Like, it's just, yeah, true. yeah, like, you know, if you're a hard day, you don't get a postponement really of, of, of a thing that you have to present. If your matter is up, your matter is up. You go, you go. Um, and unless it's like, I remember there was an incident where I had like burnt my hand on the day. Right. And yeah. I called up the court and I said, you know, your honor, like, can we postpone the matter? Like, I'm in a physical, like so much physical pain. And they would straight up, like, unless you've gone to the doctors and they've given you a medical certificate. Um, and I was just like, my hand is burning. I can't leave <laughs> right now. It's like, okay, well, you have to, you have to be here. And you have to be here. The, the best we can do is you can, back. yeah, you've got to be, we're not postponing the matter for you. Wow. So, so just like, you know, so, so being used to that and um, growing up in that, I can be like, oh my God, that was so painful and that was so frustrating. Yes, part that's only part of the story. The other part of it is that it made me really, really good, right? At, at, at yes. meeting different needs and having a very, very high threshold for what I could do. That's true. Yeah. It makes you, yeah, it definitely gives you that grit, that's for sure. <laughs> you poor thing. Your hand must have hurt so bad. Even when I just burn it on the oven slightly, I'm like, oh, it's painful for like days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just like no you need to because you know it was it was like I had a I still have a bit of a scar here but yeah it was it was hilarious which is um it was second degree burn but not urgent enough that I had to go to emergency but still oh. it's just like no gotta go to gotta go to, like this is what's happening today gotta go to court oh my yeah. god <laughs> That's amazing. and yeah. so obviously um you know I talk a lot around um the fact that you know I have a what I call the wellbeing toolkit where I have people like you in my corner that can draw upon when I'm going through a tough time um you know my psychologist and like friends and family and also different you know um, health people things like that so tell us what um your top tips are to help your mental health and well-being to stay strong to do what you do every day yeah, that's a that's a beautiful question. And I just want to reiterate to people, it just, it takes a village. It really does. <laughs> you know, we were not meant to do this by ourselves. And right. like, you know, we're not islands. Um, and again, it can be tempting to to feel like you're self-sufficient, but uh it's also again wonderful. You figure out new blind spots, new parts of yourself that you didn't know, right? Once you open to that village and, and that other perspective. So I also believe a lot in mentorship. Um, uh, it's It's been something that's been a part of my life for a long time, for over 10 years now. And again, I just love this space of dialogue, right? Because you just don't know um, what insights you would have or where you would go without that interaction with another human being, right? Um, and that's really important to me. I also love a lot of uh, self-dialogue. So journaling is something that's been a big part of my life for a long time. Um, I think especially... Oh, yeah, journaling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. Right? Oh, like it's a beautiful it's journal that I've been adding to over the years that's still going. I've only... <laughs> that's Are you how my still not... <laughs> You're still I'm making your way that journal. <laughs> I think I've finished. It was, it's because I remember when I gave you that journal, but I think I've, you know, written four or five by now. Because I just, it's, it's just, I just, I love that you're still <laughs> making your way through that. It's almost full. It's a few pages left. But I think 
because I only tend to write in it when there's like big things happening. Something going like on. When I really yeah. need to nut it out and process it. Yeah. 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 And, and I also, it's like, again, there are people who write it daily. I don't, but say if something um, good happened or something bad happened, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, it'll just be a reminder. Oh, this is how it felt. This is what I learned, you know, like just, yeah. um, even if it's like a little learning, which is, yeah. I, w- I was late to this thing today and that felt really awful. Like, don't, like, you know, like you don't, you don't enjoy being late. Like, don't do that again. Like you're normally very punctual. Don't do that again. You know, like just little, yeah. even if it's a little learning, right. It, 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 it's just ways to kind of read through it and go, oh yeah, there's that, there's that memory. There's that learning, you know, there's that part of my That's life, true. like, which felt so hard at the time. And now it's just, it's fine. It's a, so it's, it's wonderful to also see yourself evolve and have a written, uh, like a witness, right, of, of you as your kind that's of growth. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And uh, also- I also love to read and I think it's important for people to have some kind of creative outlet. Like you don't need to, yeah. um, you know, be a painter or artist or anything, but uh, you can be creative in the way that you live. Like if your friendships are creative, if you love music, if you have like – the candles and some beauty in your house, right? It's it's very yeah. important to um, make the everyday ordinary experiences in your life as beautiful as possible, so oh, that you're cool. you're surrounded in like good health and beauty, like all around you. Yes, right? I love that. I think a lot of people, I don't know, it's like maybe they don't prioritize enjoying their life as much, but that's very important to to great mental health. Yeah, and not kind of waiting for the big holiday to have fun, right? To but then to integrate joy. Joy is very, very important in your everyday experiences. Yeah, I definitely think, and like celebrating the wins. Like I feel like um, a lot of people say I do that really, really well. (laughs) I love celebrating any opportunity. Um, Yeah, birthdays, Christmas, um, anniversaries, business events. uh, You know, different wins, and I think. Um, that's what keeps me going. Like if I just waited for the annual holiday, I don't think I would be able to keep doing what I do. Um, You are such a great example of this. I think you're an inspiration to your community for this because leaders sometimes have a habit of just focusing on, oh, what still needs to be better or what still needs to be perfect. Yeah. Um, And again, it can be pretty, not demoralizing, but you can see, right, how the focus, yeah. you can just kind of ugh, contract as a human being if you're always just thinking about ways that it can improve. But you, you, you have such a beautiful, expansive energy. It's like that's why you have a lot of fuel because it's like, yeah, here are the things that are going really well and I'm yeah. ready for more. And <laughs> what's next? Yeah, I think I'm a natural, well, yeah, I'm natural optimist, which I think is good oh, because it's okay. given me yeah. that, like, um, ability to see things like I see the positive before the negative and I think a lot of people naturally will look for the problem before they find the solution whereas I see the possibility and the vision and the goal and then Mm. but I on the flip side I get a bit challenged if um something goes wrong and I'm like I didn't anticipate that like yeah there was no room for that like you know because I think it's all going to go perfect and you know uh, I think yeah having that um people around you to kind of bring that reality as well to help give you that um hey have you thought of it from this angle or you know what I mean like I think we all need people that can kind of challenge us in our thinking because whether we're an optimist or 
or not. Um, yeah. I think either way is not great at, at all times. There's times where yeah. you need someone to like slow down, let's review yeah. this yeah. whole idea. Will this work? Will this not work? And how yeah. to make it, you yeah. know, a success. And, um, and also it's like, I think, you know, I, you've said it so beautifully, which is uh, like realizing that, you, you don't you don't have to go through this process alone like if we kind of look out at nature like everything gives everything takes and gives like there's like you know if you have a tree like people take the fruit and and people take the shade and it's almost like no humans just standing without any other help just getting by life right like we we rely on things around us immensely just to function as as a person so it's just sort of taking the fact like I want to contribute and I want to receive. I, I want to give and I want to receive. And to have that be normalized and and for it to be okay, uh, rather than feeling like it makes you a better leader or a stronger person if you're isolated. True. Because it, it, it doesn't. You can't do it alone. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. And, yes. and just to open to the like, you know, you may have had negative experiences in the past, but but like you say, that optimism and looking right for for people who can align with and who can meet what you want in, 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 in those relationships and those dynamics are really important. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I think it's so true. And I think, um, yeah, there's a lot of juggle being a businesswoman and an entrepreneur and leader. You're always thinking of new ideas, new ways to help your clients or you know add value and um you know even surviving through i mean your work is often online which has been great because we were doing coaching for years before covid online mm -hmm. <laughs> um which was i guess a blessing for you because you're already set up and used to that um and i always wondered oh um you know will it work will it have the same feeling having a zoom call with my coach versus a face-to-face -face? like in my head I always thought face-to-face -face would be ideal and I think a lot of people think that um yeah. but actually what I've realized is the best person to help you for your challenge or your problem that you're facing um as a leader or as a person may not be around the corner to you you know and yeah. um to get the best person to work with you maybe someone in a different state, different country, um, wherever that is. And so if you can find a way to connect with them, um, you know, on camera like this, it really helps. I think people realise that to get the best help doesn't need to be in their own backyard. Like you could be anywhere in the world and um, tap into the best resources with coaches like yourself. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and also, like, you know, what I'll encourage people to do is, focus on the connection, right? Like get clear on what you need and also like the company you want to keep, right? That's like true. that's so important. It's like, what's the energy you want in your life? Like, how do you want to feel after you end a, a, a mentoring call? Because you can be face to face with someone and if you're not aligned with, with them on your values, you can still feel like crap after you, you end true. the conversation, right? So it's almost like, uh, rather than, like you were saying, like just to focus on that variable um, to open, right, and to the possibility of of the relationship and of the connection, and yeah. and and that driving, right, the kind of people you want in your business and in your life. It's true. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Um, and thank you so much for all these insights and chats. It's so good to talk with you. 
Um, just to finish off, what would you say is your favourite quote that showcases grit and grace in life or leadership? Do you have a quote for us? Uh, I feel like people have said this in different versions time and time again. Um, but it's like, I'm going to quote the sort of original person. Like, it's just what Shakespeare said. It's like, above all, be true to yourself. I love that. It's yeah. like just it, the highest priority is for you to be yourself. And that. it's just as it's, you know, it's sort of like, well, what does that mean? It's like, exactly. There will be grit involved. There will be grace involved. But say yes to that journey and yes to that invitation and, you know, and it's like, so whether it's Shakespeare or whether it's like Carl Jung um, or Joseph Campbell, who said like, oh, yeah, the privilege of a lifetime is to be who you truly are. Mm -hmm. Right. So whatever form that takes. But I feel like if you commit to that journey of being true to yourself, yeah, um, you'll have to, you know, know the limits of your grit. You'll know like the, the places in yourself where grace is a is bountiful like you'll just know all these different facets of yourself if you're really That's committed right. to that process of authenticity yeah i love that oh yeah. thank you yeah. so much i really loved our chat today thank you you're welcome first interview person that come on board to my new series and i would love to share with everyone if they would like to connect with you um find out more about what ray does and the work she does and how you could um potentially work with her in the future please check out raymadia.com.au is that right or just .com? it's just raymadia.com yeah yeah and um, absolutely you can also find me on kate's social groups <laughs> basically anywhere where kate is you know absolutely yeah and oh. and kate has a fantastic community on facebook that's you know thousands of people growing strong so every now and then i'm also there um uh, and just spending nice. a bit of time with her community and so if you'd like to find me or connect with me I'm also on Facebook so would love to hear from any of you and yeah have a conversation that would be amazing awesome thanks so much Ray we loved having you on today you're welcome thank you so much for having me till oh, next time bye, bye.